One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome to It's All Kicking Off, another football roundtable discussion podcast with myself, Adam Wilborn, Adam Cleary and Adam Nicholas from What Culture Football, here to discuss another burning football issue. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Football on either iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from for daily football podcasts. But gents, we are gathered here today to talk about the future of football itself. You see... Ronaldo and Messi are not long for this world. Well, mm. they're not dying. Well, but... I was going to say, what's happening? Like, <laughs> gonna say, hang on. But breaking news. <laughs> we are kind of getting to that stage now where you're looking at who could be the next Cristiano Ronaldo or Lionel Messi, which, you know, one of them is the greatest of all time. We have not got time to get into it today, but I'm sure we will in the future. But the reason why we're talking about this is recently ahead, I think ahead of <clears throat> Manchester City's first game in the Champions League, Xavi basically said Raheem Sterling is the next Lionel Messi slash Cristiano Ronaldo. Interesting. But I wanted to know your thoughts on who that player could be. First off, let's let's start with how long you think Ronaldo and Messi have got left. Before we start, can I just front load this entire discussion by saying that the one thing you have to keep in mind during all of this is that neither Lionel Messi nor Cristiano Ronaldo were the new anybody. Messi obviously got those Maradona comparisons when he first broke through, mm-hmm. but obviously once his playing style adapted, once that Barcelona team came into their own, he was that focal point. He was basically <coughs> inventing his own position on the pitch. That got that went straight away. Obviously, the comparison still exists because Argentina pinned such hopes on him. He's such a mercurial figure. They wanted, you know, they wanted him to drag them to a World Cup, effectively, like Maradona did. But as a player, the comparisons dropped off way, 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 many, 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 many years ago, and they've always been. Messi and Ronaldo never, oh, he's the new so-and-so, he's the new so-and-so. Mm. Ronaldo even, probably even, got new Figo things when he started, but the, pr- the thing about this is there never will be a new Messi or Ronaldo. There will be mm. the first someone or other. So I always felt, ba- I always felt bad for Ronaldo from Brazil, yeah, yeah. who suddenly became You've done well there as well. To call, well yeah, I was going to say, you've done well to call him Ronaldo from Brazil there, as opposed yeah. to other people just I'm immediately a highly, calling highly him. respectful man who did spend part of his formative years in the 90s, so I always refer to them as Ronaldo and... Cristiano, Cristiano yeah. yep, as it should be. It CR7. Be. Thin Ronaldo. Yeah, thin. Thin yeah. Ronaldo, yeah. indeed. Um, so, putting, so Javi thought it was Raheem Sterling. Mm-hmm. What, what do you think about that assessment, first of all? I think that I is... I suppose the argument is not who's well, the next well, Ronaldo. I, I suppose the argument is not as who the next Ronaldo or Messi is, but who the next best player in world yes, football is that's be. what the yeah. title is. The next the man, if mm. you will, the... Next what's goat. happening yes the next goal um, I think it's very very early to say that about Raheem Sterling I do I would agree that this season in particular it looks like he's started to 
add those little elements mm. into his game, the consistency, which is the biggest one mm. out of that those two players produce on a regular basis, performing at that top level, getting into the spaces where he hasn't normally got, finishing things which you would normally have not finished. So if he continues on that trajectory, that's fine. It has been nearly half a season, and not even nearly half a season. So that's... It's early doors, but he may be seen a lot more of Raheem Sterling than I have. I don't know. I think Sterling's a good one to bring in because we've mm. said before, like they, you know, Messi's thing was he basically invented his own position. That false nine was never really spoken yeah. about too mm. much until Guardiola worked with him and he became that sort of. Now you can't the, not the hear archetype. it, can you? Well, yeah, whenever you yeah. hear false nine or a team playing like that, you think, oh, well, that's sort of the Lionel Messi thing. Mm. Playing as a forward, but dropping off with the midfield, couldn't yeah. get you to get the ball and bring <clears> in from there. Sterling, I think, is a good example because he is probably one of the few players in world football at the minute who's at that sort of elite level already, who does feel like he is. So, you're not inventing his own position, but certainly making have he's got a very unique role in that man City mm. side, that sort of inside forward, between sort of playing as a striker, but also playing out wide, arriving very late to score goals. His finishing as well that you mentioned, he was criticized for years. Mm. Great player, good on the ball, makes things happen, but not the greatest finisher. Yep. Certainly in Liverpool, that was where you know the, the hole in his game was. Mm. And now he finishes chances instinctively. It doesn't even look like he's trying anymore. I remember when Kane first sort of went from that level of being like, oh, a promising young striker to, hang on, he could get 30 goals this mm. season, was because his finishing went from just like any half chance he was presented with without even thinking or overhitting things or overcomplicating things, he's finishing. Yep. Finishing really easily, like it was coming so naturally to him. And I think Sterling now, when you watch him, he takes things first time or he can control it in the box and then bend it round goalkeepers, bend it mm. round players. He seems to make the right decision with chances pretty much every single time. Mm. And I think sort of the way... He kind of plays in that sort of hole between, or that sort of middle ground between being a winger and being a forward. Not many other players in world football do that at the minute. Certainly none of them are as good finishers as that. And I think if there's anybody you're going to make the argument about, it is probably him because he does feel like one of the more unique players in football at the minute. You mentioned Harry Kane there. Is there a possibility that he could be brought into this conversation? And if so, does he have to leave Tottenham to do that? I think no, because Harry Kane's an out-and-out centre-forward. And I think it mm, might just be a fashion thing or just simply how we regard footballers. Mm. I think to be considered the best footballer in the world, you can't be nah. an out-and-out goal scorer. And you've seen Kane with Spurs the last two years. He does drop deep a lot more. He does try and influence the play away from simply scoring goals. But I think it's that that element of creation as well as mm. goal scoring that kind of factors into this. Sergio Aguero is a perfect example of fit. Exactly, I think. Yeah. He's like He is literally one of the best players in the world. He's fantastic. Like the, His consistency for Man mm. City has been so that he basically fought himself back into the team when Pep wanted to get rid of him. But you wouldn't even put him in the same conversation as those two, would you? Because he doesn't play the same role. He doesn't do, deliver the same thing for that team. The, the person whose, whose name pops into my head immediately, just when you ask the question, purely because... Watching him at that World Cup was so good. Is Mbappe? Mm. That's the yeah, one. Mbappe's got a great That's the shout. one because of how young he is, and that's the notable thing I think. Yeah, not that obviously Raheem Sterling isn't young, but by comparison, Mbappe is a child by comparison to Raheem <laughs> Sterling. So I will like, say what bodes really well for Mbappe is obviously when he first broke onto the scene, there was a mm. lot of always oh, the new Henri. That was sort of his pattern mm. because he was French, he was young, he, yeah. he kind of played either wide or centrally, and he could run really fast. And I think that's pretty <laughs> much where people got yeah. the comparison. But he's so strong, mm -hmm. he's so physical, he's so good on the ball. He is almost sort of inventing. You know, you kind of have to wait to get the 22, 23, 24 before you start getting the oh, they're just their own, their own man kind of things. But Mbappe is already the first Mbappe rather than the next anybody it else. It was nuts as well. And people were talking about his pace and the way he runs mm. and that they talk about that bounding stairway. He just and you think, okay, maybe people are just talking him up. I remember the first time watching him and actually seeing him have a very good game. And it was just like Frightening, this guy's terrifying. How are you gonna get how are you literally gonna get the ball off him? Because he was just taking it and he was gone and they couldn't get anywhere near and it. It felt it felt interesting as well because 
you know, there's, there's different levels of pressure. There's, mm. there's league pressure, then there's Champions League pressure. Oh, yeah. And then, like you say, the World Cup, all eyes were on him. Of, and, and, you know, if you struggle at your first World Cup, you could you could be in real trouble. Mbappe really would get pressure. ID'd in every single bar I drink in. Yeah. And he's currently <laughs> a Champions League win away from having won it all. Yeah. yeah. And that's a terrifying thing. I think when you put Sterling in that position where, uh, where Raheem Mbappe, that's not even a real guy, is it? <laughs> Killian Mbappe was... Um, and Mbappe delivered for France, I think. Straight away. Straight away, and emphatically so. I think Raheem Sterling, the one thing we'd all have to see, I'd love him to become the next best Ronaldo Messi because he'd be English and he'd be in our team playing in the international matches. Um, he struggled to convert that form at Liverpool or Man City, whoever it was, to England. And I find now, now he's actually starting to also bring that. You've noticed that the match when him and Kane both scored recently. Giving him a lot like, of freedom, haven't And they? he's got the freedom yeah. to finding that role. I think that's been the thing, finding the role that fits because having him as the winger and having him wherever doesn't work but as you said putting him in that position where he gets to roam free I think yeah I think what you've touched on there is kind of the problem Manchester City had Guardiola where I'm Sterling looks and as every player does looks mm. amazing because yeah. he plays in a system with other great players that allows him to focus on what he does well and flourishes in that regard mm. Sterling certainly at the last World Cup you could tell he was so good he had to be in that side but you could tell Southgate and the same one for Deli Ali. I thought wasn't really sure how to use him. He knew he had his back three sorted. He knew what he wanted his wingers to do. He had mm. two very industrial centre midfielders and he had Kane up top. But the other two positions on the pitch, he didn't, yeah. you could tell, were they supposed to be central and kind of close to him? Were yeah. they supposed to be wide and making things happen? And it hasn't really, it didn't stick to them, which is why I think Deli Ali got a lot of accusations of not being very good yeah. um, at the World Cup. But so did Sterling because the press like to go after Sterling because he's a young, successful course, yeah. black man who doesn't give interviews to papers like the Daily Mail. <laughs> and I think now that he's his role's being better defined for England. Southgate's mm. obviously looked at what they're doing at Man City and thought, well, if that's what he's really good at, I should yeah. try and accommodate that in my system. I think you will see a lot more out of him in international football. But let us not forget, Argentina never solved that problem with Messi. They didn't. Portugal, to an extent, have never really solved it with Ronaldo. He's had some great international performances, mm. but in and out for Portugal, they wanted him to play wide when he first came in because that was his natural position. Mm. But then they realised there wasn't really many other good players in that <laughs> Portugal side for a number of years. So, well, yeah. we might as well play him up top because he's our best player and he's our biggest goal threat. And he's never, the wrath didn't really work for the side, et cetera, et cetera. And it's just like, these problems sometimes never, ever get solved. It's yeah. that thing where if we could split Ronaldo in two and have him as the striker who gets to receive the pass that he's just put in, it would be <laughs> perfect, wouldn't it? But like, it always seems like Portugal have lacked that person. And yet, Portugal have won things recently because of how mm -hmm. good Ronaldo is and how he, he, br he brings that kind of star quality and a level that you're not going to get off another player. Talking about Mbappe... Does he have to leave PSG to really solidify that world's greatest player? In, in the eyes of the media and the eyes of everybody across the world, absolutely. Because well, he's, he's, got, he's won the he's won the World Cup as you mentioned. Mm -hmm. May well win the European Championships if we're perfectly honest. They're looking mm -hmm. one of the favourites yeah. for that. But I don't think he'll ever win the Champions League with PSG. And winning League uh, is fine. <laughs> But the pressure, you know, it's, 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 it's different. Him. It's different like, to winning La Liga, for example. But people say Messi's never come on in the Premier League, mm. but it's La Liga. Messi, Messi still gets there. Well, he never did it at a national level comparisons, despite probably yeah. going to go down as the greatest player who ever lived. Mm -hmm. Certainly, the, certainly in the top two greatest Absolutely. players who ever played the game. And, oh, never did it for Argentina, so he's got that cloud over his career. He has got a cloud over his career. The man's broken every single record he's nope. ever set his mind to. He's probably got the most decorated trophy cabinet of anybody. I was playing. just thinking of his trophy cabinet, and I was like, I'm sure there's no cloud on that trophy Not on cabinet. That one whatsoever. Mbappe will, for as long as Ligue 1 looks to the outside world as an uncompetitive league, and PSG mm. don't compete in the Champions League, until they get to a final, I would say, until they really sort of upset the apple cart, people will look at that and think, well, he does need to achieve things elsewhere. But 
regardless, like, doesn't matter how many league titles you win, there are three or four clubs in the world which are considered the greatest clubs in the world and where mm-hmm. every player should want to apply their trade. And PSG, at the moment, are still not one of them. Let's talk about one of his teammates, someone whose name has been brought up in this conversation, who I, to be perfectly honest, kind of dismissed, and that's Neymar. Yes. What are your thoughts on him? Because obviously he's shown flashes of mm. in- brilliance, and yet there is this dismissal of him, like for example, that I, I immediately would, thought. I would say Neymar illustrates the PSG point probably better mm. than simply the PSG point does. Yeah. It's he could well have <clears throat> succeeded Messi at Barcelona. That was certainly the uh, the idea with when they brought him in. Having to wait in the shadow. I think, to be honest, Barcelona are probably a bit surprised by how Messi's career went on because I think he probably would have assumed when he got past 30, past mm. 30 or past 32, he would start to slow down. Yep, but Taylor. he's still going strong. He's still probably got another two or three good years mm-hmm. in him. And, you know, your Neymar, you don't want to sit there in somebody's shadow while the best years of your career are starting to drag by. He's always going to be an also around at Barcelona. True. Went to PSG, big project, lots of money, aspirations of being a big club. Probably seemed like a great move at the time, but even now, Mbappe's come along and he's still not the still not the main man there. I think Neymar's destined to go back to Barcelona to take over that mantle from Messi because he's a he's of similar caliber. If you're going to mm. buy somebody in to replace Messi, I mean, you literally can't. So you might as well get someone who's been at the club for a while, understands mm. the game, understands exactly what they're going to have lost. I don't think. I think the problem with Neymar is he's very one-dimensional in terms of what he does. I mm. don't think Neymar invents a position for himself. Mm-hmm. You don't. You certainly don't see other players coming through other t- teams and go, do you know what he's doing the Neymar role there? Whereas you can see Mbappe yeah, developing uh, this mm-hmm. particular skill set of his. You can see Mbappe defining his own mm. place in the game, mm. the same, same as he was Sterling, same as Ronaldo's done, same as Messi's done. I don't think anybody's buying a hot young prospect from Brazil and somebody going, he's a new Neymar. Mm. I think there's a, the three things that I think he doesn't have is the one is the mentality I think he's very very focused he's so focused on wanting to be the guy that he doesn't end up becoming the guy mm-hmm. because that ne- that's never how it works is it if you're the best naturally then you will rise to the top and that'll be it that, that's how it's happened for the other two guys mm-hmm. that's how, how it's happened for Mbappe to the point where he's obviously superseded Neymar at PSG I think the other thing he lacks is the consistency from what I've seen at, granted I don't watch Neymar every single week but all I'm the not time, a Montpellier no, season ticket holder no either, so, yeah. <laughs> exactly so every time I do see him I feel like he underperforms or the, the big moments that he should be performing in where you get the likes of Ronaldo yeah. or Messi would deliver consistency because they're at the top of their game I feel like maybe he doesn't that doesn't happen and the reason I think that doesn't happen is point three is that instead of being a guy who is known for having a, a, a strength or a low centre of gravity and whatever he's far too focused on he wants to run and then he gets hit by a ta- challenge and yep. he's throwing himself all mm-hmm. over the place whereas Messi or Ronaldo yes in the past definitely Ronaldo when he was younger would be a very like, diving all the time potentially now you find that they kind of see there's actually a maturity to that where the thing actually it's more productive, yeah, if I just concentrate on me rather than the external things that are happening and producing goals in a way that means you've ridden about five tackles and put it in the bottom corner. Yeah, it's, yeah a lot of it is, I do think, is perception. Yeah. And uh, you, you, the diving thing is one that immediately crops into the mind. And also sometimes the occasional underperformance in, in the games that we do get to mm. see, the Champions League. point about that is, um, I can't say I've never seen Messi underperform. The Liverpool game yeah. this season... Uh, sorry, last season mm, in the Champions yes. League, Messi was absolutely anonymous. They can be worked leg. out games. But you sat there and you were like, <clears throat> I'm watching a game of football where Lionel Messi is like missing. Yeah. He's not performing, he's not doing anything. And it was genuinely, it felt shocking to mm. witness. Whereas no I've one knows he's on there and he's not I've actually... seen a lot of PSG games. I've seen I've seen Neymar play really well in a couple of them, but mm-hmm. I've, a lot of them I've seen him be 
and also around or be a part player or something like that, or just do bits here and there. And that it doesn't shock you when that happens. It just feels like another player in mm. that side. Yeah. Um, let's talk about. You forgot the fourth thing he hasn't got, by the way. It's a cool. normal relationship with his sister. Well, that. He's not let's wrong. Move on, shall we? <laughs> He's not wrong. That weird <laughs> tattoo of her eyes, and I don't like. Anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Let's talk Took about time s- off for a birthday as well. Always, I, always, always day. injured or suspended on a birthday. Just saying. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance, United Healthcare Tri-Term medical plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip. Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Um, let's talk now about Mo Salah because right now he's arguably up there with, with those two as, as one of the best players in world football yeah. right now. He I mean, he is one of the biggest his num- reasons. His numbers are up there, I'll say. Mm. Yes, I would agree. I would argue at the moment there's probably a case to say someone like a Firmino or a Mane yeah. are could I'm not saying Firmino in terms of the amount of goals and whatever he gets, but his performances have been exceptional. The, mm. one, the little things he's done to add to the team. There's three of them there. Salah, I guess you go with because, you know, for the it's last... Numbers, yeah. Numbers, the numbers, numbers consistency. He's put on the border, he dragged that team up, didn't he? He just, he came back. And mm-hmm. when, he, when he came back to that the Premier first, League, that first, season, that first yeah. one, 100%. But I would say Man- Manny is right up there. And that's probably why you're seeing, uh, yeah, a, say cool you're seeing a clash now between the two. We're getting all the rumours that there's disgruntlement because he's keeping hold of the ball and Salah's trying to score more and not setting up Manny or whatever. That's probably happening because they're both, I feel like they're getting to be the best at that club and they want to compete. It's, it's it's a mentality thing. I will isn't it? say we just spoke there about you've watched you watch a couple of big PSG games mm. and it genuinely shock it doesn't it doesn't shock you when Neymar's not exactly there. Mm. Whereas you see one uh, Barcelona game where Messi isn't you know on fire, you think my God, like well, they must have done something incredible here. Salah, it's not every time, and he does get sort of labelled a, a big game bottler. And I will say he has performed and single handedly won big games for Liverpool, yeah. but a lot of them, I'd say probably the majority of them, just about he can be found to be a bit. Not so much a passenger, but I think he's one of these players where if a good team sets out to sort of nullify him, yeah. it's at the detriment. It probably cost them the game in the long run because you spend so much time focusing on him, you take him out of the, the game, yeah. you forget about your Firmino's, your managers, and everything else they've got. But I will, he can be taken out of the game to an extent. You've seen a lot of good sides of sort of like, you know, they've nullified him, they've not let him come in on his left foot, they've done this, they've done that. It doesn't work all the time because no. he is an exceptional yeah. player, but I think in order to get to that level, you, we were waiting on a performance for him. In a, in a massive, massive game where you can see that team is going to every length to take him out of the game. Two men on him, yeah. tracking back, not letting him get free space. You see this and you still see him succeed. Mm. And I think we're yet to see that 
that major, major game where he really does it for Liverpool on that kind of stage. Because obviously Messi's career is littered with mm. classic goals he's won single-handedly, Champions Leagues he's dragged them to. Whereas I think for Liverpool right now, excellent team, excellent, excellent team, fully deserved to win the Champions League last year, but you struggle to look back through that and think that it was Salah who did it for them. It was it was an excellent team effort. Yeah, it was a collective. Well, yeah. look look at the previous year. Like all it took was Ramos. I mean, granted, yes, well that was it. Had yeah. the thing, but that might gamesmanship, whatever you want to call it, he's fig- he's focused on that and to the point where it's taken him out of the game. I'm not saying that that's a, probably a fair example. If he's it's a case, think, bastardry. But I that's, think to an extent that's where the reputations come from, slightly unfairly because he was absolutely injured. Absolutely, by somebody, but, but I would I would say. And I realise, you know, Messi I, doesn't get injured in that situation. No, no, not that. I guess I would say, in terms of Salah, like being unplayable, mm. like that's the thing when you get a player on a team, you literally, it doesn't matter what you do, you could set out tactics all day long, that player turns up, no stopping them. I'd say I've seen more instances, probably, I, th- I think I could say there's been more instances where Luis Suarez was absolutely unplayable yeah. for Liverpool to the point you literally could not, doesn't matter what you do than I've seen for Mo Salah. And I've seen a lot for Mo Salah, but Suarez, I distinctly remember feeling like he was Can't completely out of this world. It's kind of, it's a difficult one, this. I think it's going to be a real problem that Salah and Sterling have in getting taken seriously in mm. this conversation because you mentioned Suarez there. I watched Liverpool games with Suarez absolutely unplayable, but he played in a fairly rotten Liverpool yeah. side a long time. That Kenny Dalglish what, what could he do in that team they've got now? Do you know what I mean? Exactly, he would look like just another good player. Yeah. I think if Salah was playing in a Liverpool side that had aspirations of finishing fourth or you know maybe just shooting in the top four, he would probably look like the best player in the world in mm-hmm. that side. Whereas Sterling as well never drags Man City to a result because Man City don't ever need drag to a result mm-hmm. by a star player. Like They're yeah. so good as a team. Same with that Liverpool side. Whereas there have been, you know, Messi played in probably the greatest Barcelona side of all time, but mm-hmm. the, his playoffs have played some quite limited ones, or certainly mm. ones that were in transition and should have dropped off the pace in mm. that Liga, but he never let them do mm. it. So it's going to be, it's an odd one really, because you almost have it's to tough. argue that Salah and Sterling should go play for worse sides, so you can really <laughs> see yeah. how good they are as individuals. Um, a few more to quickly run through. Um, Eden Hazard. Mm-hmm. Is he going to be in this conversation? I think, ask again in a year, because yeah. uh, I think, Playing in that Chelsea side that's been up and down and up and down. The guy literally wrote off two years of his entire career just to spite Jose Mourinho. Ed, <laughs> and then go back in a year's time where he's sort of he's the man now at a club that size. No disrespect to Chelsea because obviously he's won Premier League titles yeah. with Chelsea, but they've been up and down and they've been up and down. And when they've been down, he's been bad. And when they've been up, he's been good. But he's never. He's always looked like being one of the most individually talented players in the league, but always in a side that was either wasn't quite getting the most out of him or was mm. doing this, or was mm. doing that. I think if he looks. Like the boy at Real Madrid this year, he's definitely in that conversation. They've got to build a squad around. Oh, his him, raw talent's undeniable, but I just think, again, you, you look at what they do, you look at who they drag to these trophies. If he single-handedly takes Real Madrid to a La Liga title or a Champions mm. League semi-final straight away, you know you've got to consider him one of the best players in the world again. I think so, and I think that at a team like Real Madrid, that is important because mm. they're arguably in a in a position where they need to start getting back to being one of the best teams mm. in the world and. Hazard was a, is a guy they've chased. They've chased him for like yeah. a couple of seasons now. Imagine if you come at the end of this and he's literally walked the Liga and he's mm. he's turned it around for them and he's the guy. Then absolutely, he's right back in that conversation. I think it's a shame me. Gareth Bale's not in this conversation because, mm. I mean, he's not anymore, unfortunately. No? The last sort nope. of 12 to 18 months, he's, he's not in this conversation, unfortunately. But Injuries and inconsistencies. Yeah, that, you know, when he went... Well, again, I think this brings up the point about Sterling and Salah. When Gareth Bale was at Spurs, mm. there was genuinely a consensus yeah. that he might be the best player in the world after Ronaldo and Messi. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was absolutely sensational. He's gone to Real Madrid and for 
probably for a good season, season and a half, he still looked like being that level. He's he sensational. If you look yeah. at the stats, he, he wasn't in, dwarfed by Ronaldo in any capacity. In terms of what they won and mm. the time when he went there, like you could, he could make a great case and be like, "Have you seen how many Champions Leagues we won from the day I got here to well, now?" They went on that. They, that yeah. they couldn't. They couldn't get off that. They yeah. couldn't get that tenth one. It was this big part yeah. of Real Madrid. Football. La decima. And then um, it certainly wasn't because they signed Gareth Bale. No, no. But, they won three in a row because they became this European mm, powerhouse absolutely. in about the space of 12 months. Mm-hmm. And he was a massive part of that. Yeah. Um, another player who shared the spotlight with Ronaldo and has been linked with a lot of clubs over the summer and could go on to become the future Ronaldo, Messi or Ronaldo is Paolo Dybala. I thought you were going to say Tom Denton. It's Tom <laughs> Denton. Chesterfield's very own We'll no. get to him in a minute. Yes. Um, Paolo Dybala. Paolo Dybala is a, f- is a funny si- situation. A funny yeah, it's a funny situation. You look at him, you think... Oh. Again, I'm going to keep coming back to the work because I do think consistency is the most important mm. thing. Like when you mentioned Bale there, that, that season or two that he had at Tottenham was because every week he was producing. There was no question about it. You could have done uh, goals scored Aye. Uh, first and last, sure first way. and last, and you would have got it. That was Aye. like when Ronaldo was last season at Man U, first and last, you'd get it every time pretty much. In terms of Dybala, I don't know if we've seen that anywhere near enough, but... When he is good, oh god, he's good. He's really good, and I, I like the Juventus our team. I kind of pay attention to mm. in Serie A, and it looks like he still hasn't found, like you were saying about Sterling, that exact position that's going to elevate him to the and the, the thing of his that powers. if someone looks up and he it's the opportunist to pass to him or to Ronaldo, well, there's I only one option. Ronaldo's exactly. almost, it's almost a thing in his favour because right now he's got age on his side, he's mm-hmm. got reputation on his side, he's got he's an incredibly talented footballer. But what's really stopping him establishing himself as one of the best players in the world is the fact that Cristiano Ronaldo, an ageing Cristiano Ronaldo in the autumn of his career, is ahead of him. Mm-hmm. Now, if he gets ahead of him in the, if he becomes a more important part of that Juventus side than Ronaldo is, then undisputable, he should be in that conversation. Mm. But so far, he hasn't done that yet. Now, I, I can't see it happening either. I'm sure any Juventus fans watching, mm-hmm. if there are any, will tell me whether or not that's fair that he doesn't get ahead of mm-hmm. him in the side, or whether or not it's, you know he just doesn't perform as well as he does. But you know. Football's about results, and if you, no matter even if it is Cristiano Ronaldo, if you've got a better player who's likely to score you more goals, mm. you're gonna get in that side. Ronaldo's a tough one to kind of dethrone anyway. I think just because it's Ronaldo, isn't he's it? adapted it's, his game a lot, hasn't he? He has. He's, yeah. he's changed massively, and probably Serie A is like perfect for him now because obviously, like historically, it's a, it's sort of got the reputation of being a slightly slower league. Mm-hmm. But that, but the defenses are more difficult to break down traditionally. Um, so like that would probably suit him better now. He's not like he's running out of pace, but he has to, as we saw for Portugal, like he has to be very smart with how he uses that pace now. So he can still do it, but he's it's sort of mm-hmm. infrequent. Dybala's going to struggle to get past him purely because I think if you just spend all that money getting Ronaldo, a man who is arguably probably wanting to pursue another Champions League, maybe help Juventus get that Champions League that they haven't had for so long mm. now, then that's, I don't know, you can't do that without Ronaldo. One final name I wanted to throw at you is Jaden Sancho. Yep. Because he has been, he's one of those... Not Tom Denton. Not, well, Tom Denton we'll get to in a second. Um, but Jaden Sancho, yeah, is someone who is genuinely being tipped. And this is maybe the case of, <laughs> it's not, he's not, he's, he's not the next Ronaldo or Messi, Excited but he's the next, next. <laughs> and like you say, England's hopes, mm. we're always going to overhype players, but he's looked sensational, not only for England when he's been given the small opportunities that he has been, but he's also played it right in terms of he's gone to Borussia Dortmund, had that team around him mm. and been able to develop arguably away from the British press, which, which almost helps a, a I, tenfold. In I will opinion. say about Jadon Sancho that at his age level, I haven't seen a better player this year. At that age level. <laughs> like that. I haven't seen a better player. Wait, 
I, try, I was trying to think of a way this to word year. that without making it sound like <laughs> yeah. it's the best player without that age ever existed. Yeah, yeah. Language is a funny thing, yeah. but right yeah. now, in world mm. football, at that age, mm. there is nobody better than Jadon Sancho, in my opinion. Now, where you go from there is, I guess, it's up to him, it's up to his ability, it's up to how he's managed, it's up to what mm. clubs he plays for, what happens in his career. Luck will play a part, mm-hmm. as it will always do. But he's got the, he's got the raw, raw ingredients to be in this conversation in a few years' time, but... It is for a few years' time, I think. Does he have to stay at Borussia Dortmund for a short while longer? Because he's been linked to United. And he I needs, think he's, right now, he's, he's at Borussia Dortmund, who are a big club. They play in the Champions League. They challenge for a major European championship every single year. Like mm. not, No disrespect to Ligue 1, right? But the Bundesliga is. Oh. After you know Premier League, La Liga, it's probably the Bundesliga. It's probably the next mm. one. Obviously, Bayern and uh, Dortmund do dominate it, but it's still, still a competitive league. I don't see why he needs to come back to the Premier League. At the minute, Manchester United, if anything, would be a step down form as it stands but wherever he goes he needs to be at a good level top six side top four side and more importantly playing every week he needs to be brought there not as like oh we'll just get you make up the Champions League quota he's got a good reputation it's a good PR move for the club we don't have to see how many games he gets because I can remember Sean Wright Phillips at Man City being talked about the same way Jadon Sancho's talked about now and he went to Chelsea and didn't really play all that much in his England career dropped off the face of the earth he looked there was talk going into a World Cup, man, that we needed to get rid of Beckham to accommodate Sean Wright Phillips because he was that dangerous. He was that flying for Man City. He scored that many goals. He was that dynamic. He was that attacking. He was that exciting. And he went to Chelsea and didn't play. And his career didn't pan out the way he wanted mm. to. And he dropped off the face of the earth. And yep. that was it. And there's nothing that nothing that guarantees Jadon Sancho won't go the same way. But I do think in the world, right now, at that age, there's nobody better. Yeah, what he said. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Very quickly, finally, uh, six foot seven scored last night at the game we were at. Harley yeah. Paul versus Chesterfield. Yeah. You were Where, playing. Where's, where's, <laughs> where's Tom Denton uh, in this conversation? Uh, in Chesterfield, <laughs> where he belongs. I think he has to be considered. I think. I will say Tom Denton is, same with Jaden Sancho, probably the best player <laughs> in the world right now at both his age and that height. And that height. How old is he? He's got... Oh, I don't, Old I don't enough. Want to, I don't want to guess it. Old that, enough. The way, the way that he, he's had a hard paper round. I right. Think. I would say, if you can show me a better six foot seven footballer on the planet right now than Tom Denton. Yeah, Crouchy's retired. So. I knew he was going to go to Crouchy. He's been banging Crouchy's podcast for the last however long Top now. Boy. Top boy. <laughs> right, let us know your thoughts anyway in the comment section below. And don't forget to like, share and subscribe. You can also let us know your thoughts uh, on Twitter at WhatCultureFC. Watch there. Follow all three of us. You can follow Adam Cleary at... Adam Cleary, C-L-E-R-Y. You can follow Adam Nicholas at... That really disturbed me, that. <laughs> yeah. It's Adam Nicholas. You can follow me at Adam Wilborn, and you can subscribe to <laughs> Mr. <What> President. <laughs> you can subscribe to What Culture Football for daily football podcasts as well. Uh, this has been. It's all kicking off. My thanks to Adam and to Adam. I've been Adam. Thank you for watching, and we will <laughs> see you soon. Well, before we go, who do we think are going to be the most sort of cry ass commenter? Oh my god, I can't believe they didn't include X. Cry laugh emoji, cry laugh emoji. Pogba. Oh, I'm Pogba. Too, yeah, true. I'm too busy thinking. Van Dyke. How many? How many Adams are at what culture? Yeah. Yeah. What's the application process to get it at what culture? You don't have to be called Adam to work here, but, but it, it helps. helps. Bye. <laughs> Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.